Hey, hey, welcome to Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gunvalson and Lee Radswell, along with my co-hosts Stacey Noel Connor and Nate Safer. This week we're taking you inside... Opening weekend of Erica Jane's new Las Vegas residency, Bob Barker's death and his lifelong feud with Betty White, a celebrity divorce roundup with updates on broke Kim Zolchak and mega-rich Kevin Costner, and, of course, Pump Rules, the current state of filming, Ariana's financial predicament, and Sandoval's pretend Rolls Royce. Ahoy! Well, hello! Hi! I don't know why I did that such high pitch. Sorry. <laughs> I was How's pulling out my Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. You for today of Doubtfire. I have a little bit. I think it's a cold. I'm telling myself it's a cold. But I uh, got back from Vegas the night before last and I'm dead. So inside. And out, but um, so I'm hoping it's a cold, but I guess we'll find out after I take a test later. Ah, thank goodness we do this remote. Yeah. <laughs> so if I sound even smokier and more sultry than usual, which I know you didn't think was even possible, <laughs> you've, like, al- you've always been smoky and sultry to me. <laughs> <laughs> if, if listening to this, you feel like you're in Luann's cabaret show. It's the same. It's the same line of behavior as that landed this voice for me. So, oh my god, yeah. How was Vegas? Troublesome. No, it was fine. <laughs> it wouldn't be well, a Vegas both, trip if both. it wasn't. All of the above. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Um, all of this. I went for work again, and one night of mischief, which was very um. Very extra mischievous, I would say. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to know. My policy is questions only lead to answers. So I just like would rather leave everything behind. I love. They it say that we got, we got your mm-hmm. voice notes, and it was like I don't know. It was like almost ten because we hadn't heard from you yet, and I was thinking I was like I'm gonna wait till eleven. If like at eleven we haven't heard anything, I'm gonna call. I'm not going to call him. I'm going to call the hotel and be like, can you bring this room? Because I need to make sure. <laughs> we we were waiting for a response, then got our, our responses. But I don't even think we were expecting how the pictures and everything. We were not. That was, no. that was, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know almost as much as I do about what happened because there are a lot of things. I don't know. I don't want to know. They say that like every, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but that's just like kind of my policy in life. Doesn't matter where I am if it's unpleasant. I'm like I don't want to know. I think we should put up. Let's make a note of this. I think we should put up on Instagram a, a either a poll or a thing where people can reply like, "What do you think happened to Jordan in Vegas?" Because <laughs> we're not giving any clues. Like we don't really know. We're like, "What do you think happened to Jordan in Vegas?" And mm-hmm. so we can get like stories, and then we could like maybe read off some of them next week. And like, like, oh yeah, that's good. Like bats, and maybe by then the investigator and I, who will have pieced together my whereabouts. <laughs> 
I, mean, I, I just have to DM your friend and be like, yo, what happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's, it's a damn shame that casinos don't have the cameras. Otherwise, we'd know like maybe what you did. But I don't think casinos have cameras. I don't think so, so either. Oh, yeah. They're notoriously uh, – there's definitely a lack of security in mm-hmm. casinos. So I mean, many blind just, spots. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just get robbed blind it's, all you know, the time. Whatever I did, I put on a show for the people watching the cameras that night. That's all. I kept their night interesting. It's a lot like the uh, the old John Mulaney bit about like being blackout drunk is a lot like being Steve Urkel. Somebody tells you something happened the night before, and your first resp- your your immediate thought is, "Oh God, did I do that?" That's mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly what happened to you. Oh yeah, I was having panic after I was having panic attack after panic. You could have told me I did anything and I would have just been like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like oh my gosh. Uh, oh, but you know what was cool though about it? I wasn't able to make it, but this is pretty cool. A BH Real Housewives Beverly Hills. So I had to come home Friday night, but I had been invited to Erica Jane's grand opening of her residency in Vegas Friday night. Mm. So I could have gone, but the logistics didn't work. Should have, would have, could have. Mm. Yeah. Are you sad Let's, that you missed it? Um, I mean, it would have been cool. Like, what, She's one I don't know. I know. I know so many from the show and stuff, but she's one I don't. I mean, our social media... History. I don't. I don't know. She, like, how am I going to introduce myself to her? Hey, from that podcast that breaks down your marriage. I'm mm. friends with this enemy of yours. This one. Remember that line at the no. So I'm like, <laughs> it, it's murky. But I'm also just like, it would have been obviously very cool. Like, I saw lots of on social media that. So I checked the next day because I did have major FOMO. Um, and. I saw a lot of fans with their cameras up in the audience, but I, something I noted, it was the grand opening night. Cameras are off. They're done filming at this point in the next season of Beverly Hills. None of her castmates were there. Mm-hmm. Not Kyle. Not. Kyle's girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it would have been. Kyle probably had another concert to attend. Did I see that? Did- Mm-hmm. This this is my own ignorance since I'm not I I don't know Erica's uh, uh, discography that well. Does she like have a lot of songs like enough to put on a full show? This is you know like Kim, like Kim Zolchek has like Tardy for the Part. Don't be Tardy for the Part. Yeah. Does Erica have more than a song? Well, I mean, her husband was pumping twenty million dollars of stolen funds allegedly into her music career over the years. So she does have like there's the big one is what expensive to be me. Yeah, that's the one I always remember. But she did put out music for years. So she had probably cobbled together. I don't know. Like it's not so. From what I understand, um, I was looking on. It's at the, is it the Hard Rock? Not Hard Rock. What's it called? Blues House of Blues. Mandalay, right? Isn't it the House of Blues Mandalay Bay? So it's, by Vegas standards, it's not a huge, we're not talking Adele's residency. No, or it's not the Sphere or the Britney, the old Britney thing at Planet Hollywood. No. 
Yeah. But the House so of Blues she, is not like a tiny, you know, she's not playing like the middle, the center bar at a, at a tacky casino. She's, it's a venue. The center bar at a casino is where my journey that night began. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, it's a, it's a real venue. But I mean, if you're expecting like, if you're expecting 20,000, it's not a Taylor Swift concert. You know, she's a, she's like a more, how would I put it? Cause, I mean, I guess she's put more into her singing career than, like, say, Luann. But it's a lounge act in my mind. A highly produced, more electric EDM well, I saw lounge the, act. The video, or one of the videos going around was, like, her in a cage with, like, mm-hmm. men, like a BDSM kind of thing with, like, men that look like with whips and things. But you couldn't really make out the music. It was just, like you said, it was just sounded like loud EDM with her in a cage. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I guess that's. Do you think it's the type of show like where she does two shows a night? There's like an early show and a late show, like like showgirls, oh, other know. showgirls do. I, I don't know if she has the energy on all that Ozempic. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, with all that menopause <laughs> going on to like yeah. do two shows a night. But who knows? You know, it's it is Vegas. You can get anything there. So, you know, Adderall, Red Bull, mm. anything. I don't know. How how amazing would it have been if, say, your your blackout night was the same night as that show, and oh all the video God. came out of Erica's show, and you were up in the cage, you were like shirtless in the cage, you're like, oh, there he is. Okay, okay, that's what happened. <laughs> that's the kind of thing that, like, I mean, who knows? Like, I could have, like, at some point, like my friend, I could have been like half passed out in my room and took a. Look at looked at my phone. Was like, I'm going there. You know how I get. Who are they to keep me away? I, I love going into VIP sections. I'm not welcome. And <laughs> you got. Yeah. Actually, I think it would have been f- like that. Show seems wild and loud enough that you could get away with being kind of rowdy and wild. It would have been way yeah. funnier if you were rowdy and wild at the Adele show. Because I feel like that, that crowd is not like screaming and yet like that crowd. Yeah, that that crowd's a little quieter. You, Give okay. us Amy Winehouse. <laughs> Hold on. So you said you said that her act was more like a lounge act, but I was like, no, it's not a lounge act. But I was like, what is it like? And it, all of a sudden, it came to me. It's more like a Chippendales Thunder Down Under act. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Because it's not a That's huge a like performance like Adele or like Celine Dion or like Taylor Swift or anything like that. But it's not as like quiet or demure as a lounge act or even a cabaret thing. It's it's bigger mm-hmm. and it's more showy and we've got like more like skin. It's not naked, but anything that, but it's also sexy and all of that stuff. But I was like, it's kind of like a Chippendales. Yeah, you, you know what it reminds me of is I saw this show about years ago when it was a uh, Peep Show. When um, I don't know if you remember that Peep Show, so Peep Show I saw yeah. with Holly. Uh, mm-hmm. I luckily I saw it with Holly because after Holly was uh, what's her name from Danity Kane, uh, the annoying one. Oh, uh, Aubrey. Um, oh, Aubrey. Aubrey. Yes. Uh, um, she she replaced Holly. Holly was adorable, but the show was kind of dumb. But it was like, mm-hmm. ah, this is cute. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that's kind of like what it is. Yeah. yeah. Or like, like, saw... like pussycat dolls. Like, yeah, exactly. That's a good yeah, way. Exactly. It is. Because it's very much her in corsets and men dressed like Chippendale's mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. So it was, I mean, I do wish I went, but also, could, you know, it would, have, it would have ended in trouble for me. Like, it's just so. But I did see last night, which would have been the second. We're recording Sunday. Saturday night was night two. 
I was already long gone. Uh, Tamara, Tamara and Teddy Mellencamp were there. So the two T's in a pod were there night two. I was, I could have been there night one. So score one PCP, but, um, but, uh, yeah, so I saw they were there, but I know I just, what stuck in my head was her cast wasn't there. Um, Kyle, Crystal, Dory, no, they don't show up. It was kind of reflects on the front, the state of the friendship of the cast because they're basically like, we're not filming. I'm not going. So. That's the support level Erica seems to be getting mm-hmm. from her gals. I wonder what kind of money she's pulling in from that. I mean, I assume it's going straight to creditors, but like, mm-hmm. it, you know, I don't know what kind of money a re- residency pulls in. Well, she's rumored to be dating a, an, another older guy who owns one of the off strip hotel casinos, like the M or the South Point, one of those ones when you're driving into Vegas from LA, one of those like you see, but. Even though maybe it's not the win, he's obviously very wealthy. Yeah. You know, you know our type, and mm-hmm. so he may have. I've heard he rumored that he, um, you know, pulled some connections for this for her. And do you think she does more of a background check this time around so she doesn't get burned again? Why? Why? Yeah. What else? What does she have to lose? That's true. That's true. Right. Yeah, just more weight. That's it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm jealous. Like, I'm full on jealous that she has access to Ozempic. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's not get it twisted. Yeah. I'm here, like, getting up at six o'clock in the morning doing weights. I'm like, here we go. She's just doing Ozempic. <laughs> like, ah, shit. I-, I need some of this. Allegedly. Like that trip. Yeah, mm. that trip between all the food, everything. Vegas is like a two-week process, even for a two-day trip, because there's a week you're like, oh, I'm going, I know I'm going to misbehave. I better like eat really well. And then coming home, it's just a bunch of shame and readjusting. And so I have like another couple weeks to get back into shape because I, I, have, I feel... Have- have either of you ever made it on the legendary uh, Friday night stripper flight, the Southwest stripper flight that uh, like evidently there is a, it's, you know, the, every Friday night, I think it's Southwest could be a different airline. It's legendary that basically all the strippers from LA, they fly to Vegas for the weekend because they can make mm-hmm. so much money. And like, they're all on the same flight. It's like this mm-hmm. legendary stripper flight. So if like, if you check like Friday night Southwest flights, you're just fingers crossed. You're going to make it on that one flight. It sounds like magic. Just magic. I, um, I was coming back Friday. I would actually, when you think about the timing, I was on the flight home Friday night when they would have been heading out. So um, I'm trying to think if I have. That's the we should do one live from there. Live from the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. What else is happening this week? Well, we had a, a sad, a sad um, death recently, right? Yeah. No? Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, we had a... This a, is... Okay. Okay. Terrible. Okay. Terrible. Well, no, we should start it by saying rest in peace. Uh, mm-hmm. Just out of respect. But, okay. Um, yes, we're referring to uh, Bob Barker. He passed away this weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. he, it's a, he had a good run. 99 is yeah. a good run. It's a good run. 99, yeah. Yep. I mean, they say only the good die young, so, you know, he made it to 99. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. Wow. I mean, this was this was not the response I expected. <laughs> Usually, like I'm the one who makes like inappropriate jokes and then people accuse me of being a sociopath but i don't know i'm either i rubbed off on them and they're finally slipping because (laughs) you guys haven't had too many nice things to say about legendary (laughs) the price is right host bob barker may he rest in peace Mm -hmm. i don't know if they agree about peace but he passed a few days ago at 99 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, look, my my issues with with Robert Barker are that <laughs> oh, you're no. calling him by oh, his, full by name. his, in tra- by his Christian in name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> look, I was I was friends with um, may he rest in peace, old announcer from The Price Is Right and Press Your Luck, Rod Roddy. And mm. I was I was friends with Rod during his last years too, when he was fighting mm. cancer. And um, but also I knew him before he was fighting cancer. And and Bob Barker was not a nice man. Like mm. I'm just gonna tell you straight up, he was not a nice man. And I don't remember Bob Barker being at Rod Roddy's uh, memorial service. And I don't. And Rod, Bob Barker gave him an 18 second tribute after he passed away. Craig Kilburn did like a three minute tribute to him. Like, Mm. like Rod Roddy was a really sweet, sweet man. Like Mm -hmm. I, and he took the time to like do a lot for a lot of people and was really nice. And it was, uh, and he was also a very um, passionate man. I would say like, he was one of those men who wore his heart on his sleeve. So Mm -hmm. like he took these, and he worked very hard for a very long time and he died too young. But, um, I just like, it's just kind of one of those things where you just like, you couldn't even just be like nice to this man in death. Like, so mm-hmm. I can be cordial and be like, yo, you know, Bob Barker made it 99 years. He, and he's left a legacy. He's left a, he's left a legacy and you can either, you know, he is an amazing person in some respects. Some people will be like, I watched some people be like, shut up, Stacy. It was great. I watched him when I was sick at home and it was wonderful. And it's one of my favorite memories. Awesome. I'm not going to take that from you, but I might try to take a little bit from <laughs> you and just be like, they're all human. Never meet your hero. This is why I never meet your heroes. Like, mm. well, he did, and he did it kind of, kind of slid probably because of his age and the beloved reputation, but he got, he got caught up in me too. Like he, he had some mm-hmm. wild, he had some accusations of sexual harassment and other Way things. Way before among, me too. Yeah. Long Even. before you're right. But like long the, the model, several models of accused, accused him of various levels mm-hmm. of uh, sexual harassment. Yeah. Uh, he was, wow. he was accused of sexual harassment. He, which Rod like very much stood up for the women there. He kept, he then, cause usually you used to see Rod on camera when he would do the announcing and then. Bob Barker said no more because he didn't want anybody to be more beloved than him on camera. Mm. So you couldn't see him anymore doing those announcements. Um, And like really like kind of like who he played in Happy Gilmore is way more close to like who he was in person. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I do know like, so when he passed, I know we discussed it in text and stuff. We're kind of like, we kind of thought maybe he passed before. 
Yeah, I was like, I thought was yeah, I felt I, I felt bad about that. I was like, really? I honestly, I thought this was a few years back. But but like, also one of the things like for me in my head, they were I paired them together because he was ninety nine, she was ninety nine, um, widowed, no kids, dedicated their lives to animals. So in my head, him and Betty White were kind of like a a couple. <laughs> <laughs> so I think when she passed, he kind of slipped from my mind a little bit. But then we found out those two hated each other. Yeah, a Betty feud. White, Bob Barker feud. Feud, yeah. I don't know if it was quite like Betty Davis, Joan Crawford level, but it was it was a feud, which is funny. It, it was shot. It's crazy how Betty how many weird similarities Bob Barker and Betty White had. Like you said, they both <laughs> they both died at ninety nine. Um, they both lost their spouses to cancer in 1981. Both of them died in 1981, which is weird. And uh, obviously, Betty White was married to a game show host. Um, yeah. Alan Ludden was oh. a game show host. So they had some weird in the animal thing. But yeah, evidently. I thought they would have like bonded over grief. You'd think. And sure. they're both being so beloved over the years. You'd think mm-hmm. that at the very least, they'd run in the same circles. But yeah, it turns out they hated each other, which is just wild to me. Because yeah. one so, is a I, nice person and one is not. <laughs> I guess so the feud goes back to because they both were really passionate about animals. And my first thought was, it's like who's getting his money, the golden retrievers or something. But then um, he was he like, <laughs> and the, she was big into the zoo, the LA zoo. Mm-hmm big supporter of it and he was into freeing animals sending them to sanctuaries so when there there was a an elephant uh shout out to yashar ali for explaining this um there was an elephant in the la zoo who grew too big for captivity and they had to figure out what to do he wanted Bob Barker wanted the animal sent to a sanctuary to live in, you know, to live free. Betty White pushed to just build a bigger, a bigger cage essentially for the elephant. And she won and the elephant Mm -hmm. remained caged in the zoo. And so to him, that was horrible. I think he considered that torture. Mm -hmm. So those two, they fought like cats and dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Elephants and rhinos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the, may you rest the crazy peace. thing, too, is, I don't know, looking back, you're kind of like, well, maybe Bob was a little bit more right about that. You know what I mean? Like, looking at, like, kind of how our, our views of, like, zoos have changed over, you know, the decades and stuff like that. But at the same time. Like, you know, and I, resp- I respect Bob Barker for, like, the work he's done with animals. So I don't want people to yeah. think, like, you can respect somebody for like the good things they do and still not like them as a person. <laughs> like he did a lot of stuff. Like he stepped down from what hosting the Miss America pageant or Miss USA pageant because they wouldn't get rid of giving away furs as yeah. part of like the contest. And I was, and I, I respect that. I think that's great. Like good for and, him. And famously prices, right? Never, none mm-hmm. of the prizes were ever fur or animal, any sort of animal product. Yeah. He was praised, um, you know, maybe not the best ally uh, after his death. He was, uh, PETA released a very long glowing statement about him, um, about how he's a vegetarian, all his animal work, Mm. you know, say what you will about PETA. And I have many things to say, but uh, they seem to enjoy him. They seem to like him. 
I don't know how they feel. I don't, I don't know how they feel about Betty White. Who knows? <laughs> I, I don't know if it was a toupee or not, but he had great hair to the very end. 99, full head of hair. I can't say that. I couldn't say that at 19, so. Good, it's, good you know, for him. Same, same. Yeah. Well, I mean, they always say, you know, you can have a, you can be a covert narcissist that disguises under a mask of altruism. There's that great line in the Taylor Swift song. It's like, go. Hide how shitty a person you are by how much money you're like being like, oh, Mother Teresa. Although Mother Teresa is Mother Teresa. She's, <laughs> let's not call her a covert narcissist. Yeah. Oh, Stacey, stop digging a hole. That would be uh, incredible. Incredible if Mother Teresa ended, like, if she actually was. If people, people after words were like, mm, she wasn't, <laughs> literally was not a saint. The uh, real housewives of Calcutta are just all of a sudden like, well, I knew Mother Teresa and she was a bitch to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then we've got Mother Teresa's like grandniece, like as one of the real housewives of Calcutta, be like, don't you dare talk about my, my grand my grand aunt that way. <laughs> We're gonna start feuding with the Vatican. Yeah. We haven't taken it. Who to doesn't that level who yet. doesn't feud with the Vatican? Come on. Mm. Like, they're the easiest so- people to like target. So evidently, this is our last episode. Um, <laughs> it's been a good. We had a good run, guys. We had a good run. It is kind of sad though that Bob Barker and Betty White never hooked up. That allegedly. we know of. Yeah, that we know of, because that could be where it came from. Where this <gasps> tension. I mean, what if they were they scorned both, lovers? I mean, the eighties were a wild time. Like not their eighties, the eighty, the nineteen eighties. So their eighties, actually, their eighties coincided with. No, no, their eighties were later on. Do you, uh, know, but you know how the 19- much sex happens in an old folks' home? Their eighties could have been crazy <laughs> between the two of them. They were single. I mean, you, I mean, if you you know how much sex happened on the show Golden Girls, like on the show, like I don't know about behind the scenes. I'm talking about the characters on. Oh, the Blanche. Show. Oh, yeah. Blanche especially. Dorothy had icon. sex too. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Anyway. Let's, yeah, <laughs> be right there. No, but because then we couldn't get to see Bob and Betty divorce, mm-hmm. and what a fight that would have been. Mm-hmm. But we do have plenty of divorce. Yeah, we've got uh, we've we got have some- plenty of divorces going on now. I don't know if you guys saw this coming, but uh, Kim Zolchak and Croy Bierman are officially filed filed for divorce again. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, yeah, I know. No. Right? I, I thought those kids were gonna work it out. Uh, sadly, no. And uh, more. So they uh, he filed, and he's oh man, he's he's going the bold move of not only is he seeking sole physical and legal custody of the kids, he's also asking for child support and alimony, and he wants the house. So he's going. This is clearing. Out. I hate to use well. Fitting to use the term, he's going for broke since you know. Yeah, broke. I mean, a hundred percent of nothing is still nothing. So yeah. Mysteriously, though, mysteriously, the house is no longer in foreclosure, and nobody knows how that happened. Um, maybe her wigs. Maybe she got a lot more for the wigs than we expected. Because <laughs> the house, the house. Yeah, I mean, the house is they they're keeping the house for now. 
I mean, there have been rumors I've seen, and I'm not going... I mean, let's just put allegedly on it that she has, like, an OnlyFans without her face, like, all kinds of things. Is you know, how did she come into whatever money she had before the show? Whatever it was, it was Big Papa. Much like there are parallels between her and Eric and the way they court older men with money for it's their way of surviving. And I've heard she's, you know, she's, I mean, who's, I don't know, especially now she's so much more well-known and people know her game. Plus she has a bunch of kids. And I don't know if they're all p- jumping at the opportunity to support her, but Kim's a resourceful, Kim's a, re- Kim's old checks, a resourceful lady. And she's, she's saving money by not paying any of her bills. Uh, <laughs> More, more now. More banks and credit cards are going after her. Uh, you know, we've discussed before that Target went after her because she she had a twenty five hundred dollars of unpaid bills from Target. But now yeah. Saks is coming after her. Um, it's a Saks card. It's a Saks Capital One card. So it, it's possible it's not just Saks, but it's funnier if it is just Saks um, because she racked up a balance of one hundred and fifty six thousand um, dollars. And uh, on a on a hundred and fifteen thousand dollar limit, so she's forty uh, thirty five thousand over, um, which I like to think that's just from Saks Fifth Avenue. Um, and again, like we've mentioned before, she still owes a million to the IRS. She still owes fifteen thousand dollars to the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they she and Croy uh, still owe a ton of money on their Rolls Royce that may or may not have already been repoed. Um, okay. Brielle, the daughter, she's gotten entangled in this because she is getting sued by Amex uh, over a $12,000 unpaid balance. Um, and the, the weird thing about all these these debts are that basically all these banks have said that the last payment made for almost all of them was in September of 2022. So they just made a conscious decision last September that they're just not going to pay bills anymore. They're like, fuck it. Let's see what, yeah. hap- let's see what happens. Yeah. And you know what? It worked because it, it's a year later and only now are the banks coming after them. So they had a year of just living free. They were just yeah. like, Jesus, take the whale and let's yeah. just see. That means, when did they file for divorce? Which basically, time? Are you first, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Was it this spring? It was, yes, it was in the spring. Yeah. Okay, March, so then maybe? this didn't happen like they filed for divorce and were like, screw the bills. There was like six months before the divorce the initial divorce happened where they were like, we're done paying. We're just going to ride this roller coaster out. I think they're yeah. so messed up. Like, I feel like they're both, they're, they're both, both Kim and Croy are so financially unstable and, and financially ignorant. Granted. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm putting an asterisk there because I don't, because finances aren't really taught in this country and taught very well. So it's really hard to like, for me to like point a finger that hard at them. Mm-hmm. However, um, like, but I also feel like there's a bit of uh, twofold, maybe seeing what, what, Erica Girardi went through Tom. It was like, Oh, well maybe we could like, if we give more time in between, you know, our financial issues and, you know, divorce, maybe that, but at the same time, but her and Croy are so volatile as a couple. Um, because they, and actually volatile is not really the right word. Well, I, maybe, maybe it is, but I feel as well, they are passionate. They seem like that couple that like 
fights and fucks all the time. So mm-hmm. like when they, when they got back together, I was like, Oh, th- they had the most amazing makeup sex. And they both were just like, no, we can work this out. Like, because they probably fucked each other's brains out. And it just was like amazing. And that's, that's the way I feel like probably their entire relationship has gone. It really is like a physical Gosh, relationship man. that they feel that they think is like spiritual and mental, you know, but it's no, it's just, it's just endorphins is what it is. It's just oxytocin is what this relationship mm-hmm. has been based on all this time, you know? So that's my opinion right there. But uh, Stacey, you're, ma- you're making Jordan blush. Not actually, bad. I'm not actually, no, not, not very bad at all. It's, after, it's you know what, after, after this weekend in Vegas, nothing can make me blush. <laughs> that's fair. Or this weekend. That's there. fair. <laughs> um, Yeah. No, it's true though. I think it is one of path. Like I never, I don't. I think they married. Like there was a physical attraction first when they yeah. met. Like they describe how they met. She liked his butt or yeah. something. Like he they was were dancing at a, a, at a charity pump. event. Well, like, he, and he literally was a tight end in yeah. Yeah. the Atlanta Falcons. Lit, literally. She, yeah, so I mean, we got which is you know now that I think about that is kind of sad because we did get to watch their marriage. We got to watch them meet on Housewives. Yeah, it really and look at oh god, I hate to give I give them credit. I mean, it's been a journey. We've been with them from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And well, look, it's, it's I don't not blame over her for going with him because like he was she was used to to screw in these like old rich men with like you know their saggy asses and stuff like mm-hmm. that and probably like bellies like flowing all over the places and now she's got this like young tight thing literally like he was just like amazing like then she got to have that like why she's gonna go back to old pieces of ass now yeah. she's got a young piece of ass look it works both ways Women want young pieces of ass as much as men want young pieces of ass. Too, so. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, like it's just like purely sexual. But that's that's what I think. I think that that's what their relationship has been based on, and they've been trying to like make it work. Unlike it's not unlike a meeting the f- of the minds. Let's be honest. Mm, no. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of. We still did. We ever fully see her her nursing license? That was her birth certificate and her nursing credentials were always like questioned on the show because of I her mean, birthday she, was. I she still claims don't to be she, like my age or even younger than me, and I was like, "There's no effing way. There's no way that you're my age." Like, no, 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 no. That's how. That's how she blocked Don Gunvalson because I put out on Twitter, "How could?" She, how could she be? What I was like, how could she only be like thirty at the time? Like, how could she only be thirty-eight now when she was fifty-six in season one? <laughs> I put up a picture that like it got back to her, her and, and how, her and the kids. Well, and how she's never had any plastic surgery, and you're like, girl, girl, like you've had three different noses. Like, yeah. just like, come on, let's just, it's fine. We all see it. Stop gaslighting us. We know what's yeah. happening. Come on. But and, um, I feel yeah. like their, their divorce is just like, kind of like it's, is shallow fun in a sense of mm-hmm. like, well, their, their divorce is physical fun. Whereas like the other divorce that we're fixated on is like financial fun. Yeah, this yeah. one is all about a lack of passion and tons of too much money yeah. to yeah. divide. It's <laughs> like the flip side. 
I'm really coming around to so yeah this this one we're discussing is uh, back to our favorite Kevin Costner and and Christine uh, formerly I guess back to Baumgartner I guess I assume uh, Chris Queen I'm rooting for her, I love her. <laughs> yeah Taking yeah I'm come, I've come around to her because she is she is immensely entertaining I mean I get <gasps> it because the gravy train you got she's got to jump on now because that that youngest kid is 13 so she's only mm-hmm. got a couple more years of this because she's not getting spousal support this is all child support. Um, and she, so last we spoke, uh, she, the judge awarded her 129,000. Now she's trying to fight to get it up a month. Yes. Now she's trying to get it up to 175 based on, she's been doing like some accounting on, on Kevin. Like she said, like the amount of, she said he's pulling in like 19 million a year for the last several years. Uh, and she, she broke down all his salaries from Yellowstone and all the movies. So she says she deserves more. Uh, she, uh, she just, she finally moved out. He finally got her kicked out. She is living in a, uh, a mon- a rental in Montecito, uh, at 40, 40,000 a month that she claims she's, she's basically claiming that it's a dump according to her, uh, compared to the, um, the 60, the value of the Kevin Custer estate, uh, in, in Montecito or in Santa, it's not Santa, it's, uh, I can't. I can't think of that. Carpinteria? Carpinteria. Carpenter, that was it. Yeah. Um, that is that estate is valued somewhere between 65 and 95 million, which feels like a huge, it's a big range. But um, she, so she has moved into a $40,000 a month home, but she's already complaining about it, uh, that she, that it's not good enough. Uh, the way she described it, and this is why she wants more money to get something better. She said, unlike Kevin's beach club compound, this September rental is on the mountainside of the freeway. Wow. That's where the pores live. Yeah. No direct beach access. <laughs> yeah. It does it's not like have scary. beachfront access, nor is it walking distance to the beach and has no scenic views. Oh, uh, oh she feels like a peasant now. <laughs> oh, she's off my list. I don't even want to pursue her social media anymore. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> and she, uh, another one of her arguments is, you know, the, the age old argument of the kids, she wants the kids to have the same standard of living with her yeah. that they do with him. Um, and so the way she described it in court documents is she wants it so that the children can go on comparable vacations when they're with her. This is true, even if the child support payments also improve Christine's life. So she's not hiding. She's not hiding. I honestly, I feel like uh, our queen, Laura Wasser, read these documents and like was kind of like, oh, you know what? I respect this. She's going so insane that I can't help but respect it. I mean, like she, uh, so Christine's another addition to the argument. She says when she signed that prenup when they married, they were married, what, 18 years, Mm -hmm. is it? Yeah. Okay, he was worth about a hundred mil, and she says now he's worth about four hundred. So I get where she can challenge the prenup with that because it's a completely different financial state. Because if he had gone broke in that time, he would argue he can't pay that prenup. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he got even richer, he should. And eighteen years is a real marriage, a career, if you will, career length. Let her retire out. I think he owes her. She, she also claims that he, she thinks that he was hiding some assets when, mm-hmm. when they signed that prenup to make it look like he was poor, cash or poor. Yeah. Than he actually was. And she's trying to prove that. 
The wildest, yeah. the wildest thing about all of it is that it's the reason that she, I mean, there could have been a number of reasons she filed, but the, the, the reason she gave for filing was that he chose work over the family. Like he spent too much time, you know, where I, I can't recall if they shoot what, uh, Yellowstone in Wyoming or Montana. It's one of those. And she basically said he was away so much. He didn't care about his family, but it's like, if that was your problem, you, why didn't you, you could have just kept this going. Like your problem was you didn't see him enough. It doesn't seem like you like him very much. Yeah. You could have stayed at this $95 million compound, never seen him. Allegedly she's having affairs with the guy in the guest house. You live your life. Do that. Like why now, I mean, now you find yourself in a lot of trouble where, yeah, you're free and single, but you got no money. You had money right. before. Because a rich Grammer, old man. Yeah. Like, come on. Like Kelsey and Camille were in the same thing. He was away, whatever. But Camille wrote it out until he pulled the trigger on the divorce. She, she, um, Christine's the one who, and Mrs. Costner is the one who initiated it. And that's where it's like, yeah, you kind of lose. You should your, have had your your ducks in a row. Yeah, before. You, you use you lose your leverage as being a victim when you're the one who files. Yeah. Unless you're accusing him of things like of like affairs, abuse, and yeah, none yeah. of those were ever, ever accusations. That the thing she flat out said is, "Oh, he just aban- essentially abandoned his family by always being gone." Yeah, he should give her a cash payout. I mean, I wouldn't want to give her spousal support for life because she is younger than him. That could go. But if she gave him, like, if he gave her, like, a Camille-style 30 or 50 million and, like, this is it and we're going our separate ways, I think it would be a less of a headache for him. And we know we can afford it. He gave his first wife much more. Mm. So I get why he's very sensitive about this. But I, I love how... Christine's not going down without a fight. No, I respect it. You you all, you have mm-hmm. to. You have to respect. She's it. been reading those Lee Radswell tweets. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, take the beach house, take his mother's jewelry, take the family art, whatever. <laughs> this like this one isn't really a divorce, but I mean, it, we're. America's been along for the ride in this breakup. We're all like uh, traumatized children by it. <laughs> Scandaval this week mm-hmm. with pump rules. Mm-hmm. Have you seen? Did you see? Um, well, a couple of things caught my eye, but obviously now everyone knows they're filming, so things are leaking. Mm-hmm. And they had one where was it? Schwartz and Sandoval went house hunting in LA this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess the. I guess he's implying that he's he's moving out of the home with Ariana, or I don't know what this it, is. It is wild to me that they still live in the same house. And like yeah. Ariana even addressed it, saying that when she goes home every night, she just goes to the bedroom and lock, locks mm-hmm. the door. Imagine that level of awkwardness where you have to go home and lock your door. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll do... I, I don't get it, but I do get it. Like, I don't get it from an emotional standpoint because I would want to be as far away as I could be from that person and not want mm-hmm. to see them because you're just like re-traumatizing yourself all the time. However, I get it from a financial standpoint. I mean, in a past relationship where I was cheated on and we lived together, I, I, I was living, I paid, I, my name was on the lease and I paid the rent and he just paid me rent for it. I kicked him out as soon as I could. And 
but then I ended up suffering financially because of it. And mm. it was really weird. And, and there were a lot of repercussions from that. And it was really interesting because then a little while later, like my dad and I were having this conversation. He was like, even though you weren't married, you kind of like got, you're kind of like a divorced woman in the way that all these things broke up for you, like in the way it financially impacts you. Yeah, you were financially mingled. Yeah. So I think it's actually smart what she's doing and that the fact that she's taking her time with this and trying to get her ducks in a row. Absolutely. She actually um, lashed out or lashed out. She clapped back at Bethany about that because Bethany said, why is she? And she's making all this money and her endorsements Mm -hmm. and her, uh, side projects like she has a book, another cocktail book coming out, uh, Dancing with the Stars, and she said like, and I actually agree with Ariana here. There, that money goes through a lot of people before she gets anything. Um, she is facing mountains of debt as far as this complicated house situation, mm-hmm. his secondary loan to fund his restaurant. So I actually give her credit for it. She and- she. She could walk away with a nest egg or she could walk away broke. Mm -hmm. And she even said, she's like, I came from a family where like, we didn't have a lot of money and you could have a lot of money one day and none the next. She's like, so Mm -hmm. I know how quickly money can go. So I just, I don't want this to go. So I absolutely agree with her. And then second of all, the the pictures that were, that were shown of Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz, Schwartz with this blonde hair, he looks like if Malfoy was a disappointment to the entire Malfoy family. Like mm-hmm. that's what he looks like. He just looks like the the black sheep of that that pasty chalk family. <laughs> he, he he acknowledged that he's having. He joked about it being a midlife crisis. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. Those photos. He has the bleach blonde hair. He's. I don't. I'm not body shaming. But is is he get like he he looks just very schlubby? I don't I again I know so little about what he looked like before. Um, but he he just looks just schlubby is the best word I can think. He looked schlubby like a little bit before him and Katie got married. He started mm-hmm. to like started to go down the schlub, and then after they got married, he definitely started to put on he, weight again. He's not also, body shaming, but but he just got comfortable, and I think he just got like lazy about stuff. And he because he, he used to be like real thin, like because mm-hmm. he was a model and everything. And now I'm noticing it's more dad bod, more actually just normal for his yeah. age and stuff. I mean, he is middle aged now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and he does have he feel. He looks like how I feel right now coming back from He just looks like hungover, has a little bit of a belly. He, he used he, to be so skinny. Yeah, the the photos coming out like he's he's wearing like an ill-fitting black shirt that's not doing him any favors, which is ironic cuz black shirts generally do do you favors. Mm-hmm. He's wearing like slides with socks and jeans. Like he just doesn't no. care. Whereas San- Sandoval on the other hand is trying so hard to be young. Like Way he's hard. he's wearing a black mesh shirt. Um, he's trying so hard to be the the rock star. Okay, wait. Can we talk about Sandoval in this scene and what's been leaked? Is that they pulled up and Sandoval's, at least what he's pretending to be, his new Rolls Royce. Mm. Yeah, the guy who is like swimming in piles of debt for a house he's may not even own soon. The business, the restaurant he owns that apparently 
no very little equity in because that was purchased with a second mortgage. Mm -hmm. And he went from a mid Mercedes convertible a few years ago, which is nice and actually 70, 80,000 reasonable for a reality person Mm -hmm. to a Tesla, which again, doing well to a $350,000 minimum car that Lisa Vanderpump drives that it's, yeah, we really believe, I really be- convince. He's all show. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's his. He's in denial. It, no, he's not in denial. He's like, he is either really totally like a grandiose narcissist or just playing into it even more. So mm-hmm. just like the, like, I'm so insecure. I'm covering everything up with steroids allegedly to look mm-hmm. really buff and look young and dress like this and have and look like I have money even though I don't really have money even though everybody else knows it I'm gonna deny mm-hmm. all of this stuff just like I'm gonna deny blah 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 like no he's just covering everything up and it's I, it's, a, it's a bad form of fake it till you make it and I did look into the Rolls Royce stuff because that's where that's what gets me, that's what keeps me going. <laughs> but um so obviously I don't think he bought it. He doesn't have three hundred fifty thousand to put around. But I mean it's, it's okay, LA reality, it's all fake it till you make it and these stunts. But especially him and we know his situation, absolutely. So this is common. You can lease a Rolls Royce. I looked that one up, it's about four to five thousand a month which is a huge waste of money considering he can't even afford to move out of his home into an apartment. Mm -hmm. So that would be ridiculous. Uh, The second one is you can rent them. It's about a thousand, 1200 a day. There are places in LA you can rent Ferraris, Rolls Royces, things like that. Um, The third is, and we'll have to, of course, also if you have rich friends, you could borrow one. That's something they look for when they're casting housewives. They try to figure out, is it even their house? Is it even their car? Because they'll bring in. So I think we've discussed that. But the fourth is, and we won't know until we see the show, is this an arrangement between him and a dealership? Mm -hmm. They might loan him the car for free for placement on the show. And that's happened before on the show, seasons ago. Um, Van LVP sends Schwartz and Katie to go pick up her summer Porsche, her convertible to enjoy the weather for a couple months. And they go to the dealer and they show off the car. And, um, I don't mean that it was anything shady, but I mean, it's, it's product placement. And so you can get, they might loan him the car for a couple weeks or for filming and he has to return it right away. There's also the fifth option that he threw on a valet jacket and stole it from like the Beverly Hills Hotel. <laughs> oh, she was there this week, Vanderpump. It's uh, she was there this week for lunch or something. But the other, I wonder if no, I don't think. What is it? Maybe we have to like. I'll do like. I'll stay in bed tonight, zooming in, see comparing it, his Rolls Royce to Vanderpumps to see if it's just. Mm. I, I don't know where it came from, but I can guarantee you, he doesn't know. It, he so. also could have gone the Kim and Croy route of leased it and then just stopped paying and just see yeah. see what happens. Evidently, you can go pretty far that way. Whole year. There was also 
either of rules. Now, I'll be honest, I can't tell the difference unless I actually see the the thing on it. It's either a Royals or a Bentley that was uh, on Laurel Canyon underneath like the 170 that like got caught in, in the floodwaters and mm-hmm. was sitting there. And I was like, again, it was kind of like that, uh, that uh, McLaren that was out on mm-hmm. Ventura Boulevard. Yeah. I was like, who left this here? Maybe he went and picked up that, that thing. And now it's just sitting out there to make it look like, <laughs> so he picked up a random flooded <laughs> Rolls Royce <laughs> to yeah. put out and make it look like he had one. these are all very reasonable it's funny of all this the only option that's ridiculous is that he actually owns it all of the other ones we put out there are very likely some Uh, combination I can't wait for the stage photos of him moving out of the house. Kind of, remember when Ariana had her stage yeah. photos mm-hmm. and she was like carrying out a box that literally on the side said like business documents like and it was clearly not full because if it had business documents, it would have been considerably heavier. Uh, mm. I can't wait for him to do the exact same thing. Yeah, I'll be emotional. I remember thinking with that before it like came out that that was a, you know, a SoFi branded thing. I remember thinking, I was like, A, who moves with just bankers boxes? And B, I was like, you don't move with those nails. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, you got to have like, unless you're just directing people. Cause if you start picking up and like putting things like pa- packing things, those nails gone, gone mm-hmm. in two seconds. Oh, and there's one we'll have to watch out for when he moves. I can't think of the name, so I can't, but I'll look for it. M- celebrity moving is an opportunity for sponsorships and there's there are companies who will send you their truck and all that stuff because they know you'll be photographed moving your boxes into their truck and there's even one who specializes in long distance and often when you see an influencer moving from new york to la or la to new york and they're like it was such an easy move thanks to xyz shipping you know yeah, you can't think of the name. Smart. I'm sorry. Smart. Did Dorothy Wang do that? I don't know. Yes. Okay. I didn't want to call out names, but yeah, <laughs> she did it. Because we all know she needs help affording a movie. Yeah, yeah. She did that. <laughs> right. It was just, that was the first, one of the first people I saw where I was like, why is she so grateful for these movers? And I was like, I guess, I mean, I don't know what else there is for this week. I probably need to go get an IV of vitamins. And I'd say. Xanax to quell my shame. And- <laughs> you just need some eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think you already have that. Yeah, so. I was going to say. I was going to say he doesn't have the memories. It- <laughs> The, the mind is a very powerful thing, especially when it can convince itself to shut down. Yeah. It's no. Blocked out, blocked out, blacked out. And on that note, don't forget. God, I just blew up. That was That was going to be the best transition ever. One second. No, I want them to leave this in. <laughs> Please leave it in. That he just like sneezed all over like so bad. We. <laughs> Please Literally, this, reviews yeah. just came out of his nose. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Fine, I guess. You guys, it's hard to believe I'm not perfect. <laughs> However, on that note, make sure 
to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Um, send it on over to your Rolls Royce dealer, your divorce attorney, the private investigator you're paying to investigate your ex, the accountant sorting out all the fraud you've committed together. Um, also, make sure to follow us Instagram and TikTok at Pretty Corrupt Podcast, Twitter at Pretty Corrupt One. And on those, you can find us all linked to our personal accounts as well. So if you, um, any, if we offended you, feel free to come after us. We don't mind. We'll be your punching bags for the week. Yeah, Agreed. Fine. Yes. <laughs> Not really, but Jordan yeah, will. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will. I will. He won't, because he won't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can, but I have Homer, that's it. I have Homer Simpson syndrome. You yep. punch me, I don't feel it, so... Uh, I'm an elephant. Direct your, I never forget. So I will come after you. So yeah. Direct your anger at me. And on that note, who wants to say goodbye? So long, farewell, of it is and goodbye.